Hello and welcome to the Pop and Things podcast, a pop culture podcast hosted and produced by Colorado State University students. We are your hosts, Chapman Crosskill, Nicole Conklin, and Alec Erickson. So April Fool's was last Saturday, uh, so it's the day after we recorded the show, and a lot of fun things happened. Uh, I managed to convince about 250 people that I was engaged. Um, <laughs> that was fun. That was an exciting experience. Did you guys do anything fun for April Fool's? I quite honestly forgot it was april fools as did a lot of people so when the csu announced that they were like getting rid of clark c for oh, like that was sports us. stuff that was the collegian we yeah we i all those totally articles. bought it and i was like oh my favorite one that. that we did was uh a csu student finds parking spot and banning bikes on campus those were great ones yeah. those were i think pretty pretty entertaining <laughs> alex did you do anything uh i mean i had a nice dinner with my family and i forgot to tell I forgot what day it was, so I told them how well I was doing in school, and they just looked at me, and they're like, I think our son is failing school. And I'm like, oh, great. Now I'm going to have to worry about this for the rest of the semester. I did see a thing that I didn't know if it was an April Fool's joke or not, but I was like, Lindsay Lohan wants to star as Ariel in the live action Was that April Fool's or not? I don't know. I mean, I never got that conformed got, nor denied. I think she's maybe gotten her life together. I know, like, uh, like Britney's gotten her life together. But, but I don't Ariel know. is 16. True. So yeah, and Lindsay Lohan's in her like what thirties. She's having a rough patch. Yeah, but I mean, so. what if they did like the Little Mermaid, like they did with Parent Trap, and we get two Lindsay Lohan's, and it's great, and we get two <laughs> Ariel's. <of> fun. <laughs> I don't. I uh, I'm sure that would make maybe some people happy. I don't know. I mean, uh, I'd be a fan. But actually, watch Rick and Morty. Oh my god. So that was that was the best I think the way they could have done it is their April Fools was that they did release the first episode of season of the new season, but they're not going to release the rest of the episodes for a while. Yeah, not until this summer, so sometime around June or July, but it's exciting that we finally get season 3 now. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. It's a it's I I really enjoy the show. I don't think that I like love it as much as a lot of people do, but I really really enjoy it. Like it's funny. It's it's very good humor and it's it's very creative. It's a very smartly written show where yes. like I've never seen a show that is like so well done with callbacks and like continuity yeah. and so like I really admire it for that perspective as well as like the fact that it's like, it's just a fun laugh. Like, it's a, sh- a show I love putting on, and, like, you can always enjoy it. It doesn't really matter, like, where you are in the series. Yeah, no, it's, so, it, like, it's, it stands very alone, but it also is a good series. Mm-hmm. So if you're like me and you don't have cable, what's, like, the best way to watch these? Uh, Hulu. They're on Hulu. Hulu? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and you, I mean, you can also find them online, like, yeah. every other show, mm-hmm. but they're on Hulu, and they're, it's a good show. And, like, yeah, you can watch it in order, um, and there's some, like, there's definitely, like, overarching stuff like there is, but there's also, like, each individual episode is just entertaining. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it has, like, a great voice cast, and as the series got on like they got a ton of uh guest stars come in like the season three episode had like nolan north yeah. and um nathan fillion they were yeah, both nathan guest fillion stars on it, it. Yeah. and that was like when i heard those voices i was like oh my god like this is amazing yeah it's 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 a good show uh and it's funny to me that like so many of the main characters are all played by like the one guy mm-hmm. uh it's ridiculous i'll speak like on that somewhere note i was watching a live read of a bob's burger script and i didn't realize like how many of the characters are played by like guys yeah especially mm-hmm. like tina and um oh the mom i can't remember her name right now uh and it's just it's great it's oh, funny gosh. to watch them do live and the guy who, who does tina i can't remember his name right now he's a comedian he actually talks like that mm-hmm. and it's just it's not like hard uh, for him because that's his voice so. they actually uh just took a bunch of bob's burgers off of netflix recently mm-hmm. like a bunch of the seasons interesting yeah i think they're like slowly moving in i don't know if like they just never renewed the contract Is that but fox yeah, Fox yeah. owns 
a Bob's Burgers, but at least we still have like Family Guy, which is still like a Fox show. I mean, I don't like Family Guy very much. Never really have. Yeah. I don't. I don't like the the humorous. Like it was funny when I was younger. Like the oh, it's like that time that blank did blank, and then they show this little parody thing. But like, it's not funny otherwise. I think that American Dad is a much better show mm-hmm. in the same vein. I mean, it's it's um it's Seth uh, Seth MacFarlane. So yeah. I think it's a similar show in the same vein. I'm actually, but I also forget that like Bob's Burger has I think seven seasons now. Yeah. And it's over 125 episodes. Like mm-hmm. I think still think of it as being a recent show but it's it's yeah. really not yeah it's not that recent at all like i think it, the first episode came out in like 2009 or 2010 it's crazy yeah oh my gosh but um and i get, didn't get on that bandwagon for a little yeah. while um but i think like family guy and american dad kind of paved the way for some of these shows oh, yeah, you absolutely. know they kind of introduced that humor and then bob's burgers yeah and, you know even rick and morty it's mm-hmm. like that kind of humor but it's i would just, i would like, say rick and morty is more similar to South Park, except mm-hmm. a lot more like put together. Mm-hmm. Like, cause it's it's still very just like dark jokes and just like weird things that happen, but it actually is cohesive and it's not just like satire. Yeah, it's very interesting because like a lot of the other like kind of adult cartoon series were made for more primetime audiences, mm-hmm. but whereas like Rick and Morty is this breakout success of that like midnight one o'clock showing <laughs> of Adult Swim, mm-hmm. where like. Not a lot of Adult Swim shows have done really well, like, but like a few of the ones that did, like um, Super Prison or Aqua Teen Hunger Force, those were fantastic, like adult cartoons that aired, and like, yeah, they get obviously a lot not as nicer animation as some of the other shows, but like for what they are, they are extremely and, funny because they have a lot more room to work adult, with. Adult like um, adult cartoons are, are definitely hit and miss. Like, mm-hmm. and uh, there was one that I saw like some trailer for, and it looked just it looked gross. Like, I would mm-hmm. feel like I would feel like uncomfortable watching it. And then there's shows like BoJack Horseman, which took me a little while, and it's it's a very it's funny, but it's also very just dark and like very serious like mm. it, it makes up for that by having these like dumb little like jokes inside but man that show like i tried i thought it was gonna be like a fun show just watching i was like just i like, could watch anything like no betcheck horseman stresses me out like every time you think that something good's gonna happen it just gets dark and you're like oh cool i've it, never watched it it's it's so. a really good show it's yeah. just it definitely deals with a lot of other stuff mm-hmm. um, but we have a lot to talk about and i want to keep moving on um something that i was hoping was an april fool's joke but apparently is not they're doing a dirty dancing reboot yeah so i just found this out recently and um i'll pull it up for everybody but abigail breslin will be starring and, as baby i don't think i've seen abigail breslin in, like the last thing that i can really remember like watching her and liking her in was Zombieland. um i know she's been in a couple yeah. of things but i really loved her in Zombieland. but i mean she was also like a, a tween a pre at that point yeah right. she was like she 13 was, she was when that funny movie came and she, out. but she was sassy but i also i could see how she like i haven't seen her anything recently but like i see it i see how it could work yeah she's grown up a lot by looking at these photos um and other people in the cast is sarah highland from um modern family uh katie seagal nicole Scherzinger, um and yeah so they haven't released the full cast it yeah. looks like um but i have you guys seen the original dirty oh, yeah, dancing of course. of course it's a great movie so i'm dancing. hoping that like with... nobody puts baby in the corner <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a good a good reboot i think and I think it, it comes so. out later this year um, i mean they definitely have to at least do it in a very tasteful way because yeah. it's hard to approach these kind of properties yes when a lot when you're not going to be able to get all the main stars back well, for it. Nicole, what did you think of the Footloose reboot? Because that's that's the one I think I see the most parallels beyond. Because it's not like it's yeah. a it's not like it's a pop it's a pop culture movie, but not in like the traditional more like 
nerdy sense. It's more just like it's had a huge effect on like culture and like society, but it's right. it's not very like poppy. You well, know? like I love Footloose in general just mm-hmm. for everything that it does represent. But I thought the most recent reboot was a little too musical theatery cheesy, mm-hmm. and I think it was very that campy. Yeah, and it didn't do the original movie justice. And that's what I'm. Opinion. I think that's what I'm most worried about with Dirty Dancing because they're similar eras of of like movies and they're similar like almost styles right. in a way. And so I'm I'm excited because I do love Dirty Dancing. It's a classic movie. But um, this uh, I'm looking at it right now, and this Dirty Dancing reboot is a made-for-TV reboot, oh, and it's yeah. not going to have oh. a theatrical release. Oh. It's going straight to ABC in May. Then I don't care, and I don't think it's going to be good. It's not going to be good. <laughs> well, they... and that's why I was like, Abigail Breslin, we don't know her as a dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like maybe Zendaya would be, or, mm-hmm. you know, so I was really surprised by that. Oh, just I would actually reason. definitely watch a Dirty Dancing reboot with Zendaya. I mean, uh, yeah, me too. One of the other big names that I kind of appreciate that they have on this project is uh, Katie Seagal. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Katie Seagal is like phenomenal in mm-hmm. everything she does. And so, yeah, but if it's a straight to TV, ABC, like there's never, they don't think they've ever done anything good. So, yeah. less excited now. Okay. More, more, uh, whatever. Um, but we got a couple things this week in the world of anime. Um, Ghost in the Shell flopped. Uh, it barely made, I think, like 10% of its budget mm. uh, for the opening week. Um, and people attributed it to, of course, to the whitewashing, which mm. I agree with. That's the reason nobody wanted to see it. And Did because, you see it? No, I haven't seen it yet. It got um, destroyed by Boss Baby in the box offices, yeah, which, which is very weird to Boss me. Boss Baby's weird because the first time I saw the trailer, I thought it looked really stupid, like just the, the premise. Mm-hmm. But then as I saw more trailers, and they like the first trailer was very different from apparently what the actual movie is about. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, why is Alcohol Baldwin tied to this from what I saw from the first trailer? But as it went on, I'm like, oh, like... This actually looks a lot more interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd want to see it, but I heard that it was very good for the kid audience that it's meant for. Yeah. So, and at least in the U.S., like it did four hundred million in its opening yeah. weekend, whereas Ghost in the Shell sixteen, it barely that even something like that. Yeah. It, was, it was very. It did not do well at all. Um, and a, lo- a big part of that is that I read an article I think on Kotaku about this. The, it's not a popular anime in the world of anime. It's like, yes, mm. people enjoy it, but it's not like Cowboy Bebop or any of the ones that are like amazing that people really, really love. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I don't know why they thought that they could change a bunch of stuff and then have it do well because it's not even attracting the original audience and then people are just upset about the whitewashing. The one thing I do think is really cool about the project is I guess for the Japanese dub, they got all the original voice actors That's from the original cool. anime to That's do cool. the dub for the movie in the Japanese release. And so I at least appreciate that. And for I the movie. also yeah. read this morning that they're going that I don't remember what studio it is. I'm not fairly very familiar with anime studios. Uh, they're doing a, a new like Ghost in the Shell uh, anime. So that's mm-hmm. cool. And I'm glad it's it's a, it's a fun show. I, I've enjoyed watching it. Um, but I don't, you know, it's cool they're doing a reboot, but I'm, I'm not surprised it, it didn't do well. Yeah. Um, we also got another trailer for The Mummy, which looks ridiculous and dumb. <laughs> I have not experienced any of these trailers, like The Mummy one, I mean. Like, yeah. I've kind of avoided that whole yeah. franchise, so. It, lo- it looks like Tom Cruise action movie, but also with a bit of horror, maybe? Yeah. Is this the one that's, like, tied to the other Dracula. monster movies coming out? At least, out? I think they, it was supposed to be, but I think they might have cut those ties. Okay. Yeah. It was supposed to be tied to Dracula and told. It doesn't look as much worse world building just based off the trailer now i'm getting the sense that like this is tom cruise's equivalent of indiana jones with some like mm. crazy yeah. monsters it looks right. it looks pretty ridiculous um we got another transformers uh the last night trailer and i'm pretty sure that they announced that he has like 13 or 17 stories yeah michael bay is like yeah 
We also have 14 more stories written. In in the tra- this Transformers universe. But if he keeps making money, he'll probably just keep making them. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. It's not like it holds true to like a specific cast. It's basically just anything in the Transformers universe. Uh, I don't know. They're fun movies to watch, but you don't watch them for the plot. Not no. anymore. Um, I mean, I don't even know if I watched... The first one had an okay plot, but even then it was it was ridiculous. Yeah. I think like the introduction, you know, pilot ones are pretty fun to watch. Yeah. But- I actually really enjoy Re- Revenge of the Fallen. I think I just like, kind of see it with nostalgia goggles on, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, YouTube TV launched this week. Y- yes, yes, but it's the soft launch. It only okay. launched in about four markets like Philadelphia, New York, You've and LA. You've done a bit of research on this, haven't you? Yeah, and so far it's off to a decent start right now. It's not as doing as well as like probably YouTube hoped. But I mean, people are adopting it. They're saying it's okay. It's not their favorite go-to now TV cut-to-cable platform. But I mean... If YouTube cares about their audience, they'll probably listen to the feedback and start making it better and improve. And maybe yeah. and Google's been good about that. Yeah. But YouTube, I don't know. YouTube's made a lot of decisions in the past 10, 12 years that have just been interesting. I think right now it's just like their cable package is a lot more geared towards like sports fans because that's the majority that's of their fair. channels is sports well, people. And I would say that they're really catering to the gaming market online, which mm-hmm. makes sense, but also like the gaming channels have gone downhill now that like everybody and their mother has a Minecraft channel. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. I, I can see why they would be catering to sports people, but ESPN is always going to be the quintessential like sports thing that people are going to watch. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It's very interesting. Cause I mean, it's a cheaper alternative than your cable, but yeah. when like half your channels are all sports related, mm-hmm. that's not geared towards everyone. That's just geared towards like a very specific male audience mostly. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm not I'll, once maybe some more information comes out about it, I'm not I'm not really sure. I, I cut cable a long time ago and I mostly just watch stuff online, watched all the Netflix. Speaking <laughs> of Netflix, they got rid of their star rating system and now mm-hmm. use thumbs up and thumbs down. Why? I liked their stars. Uh because only a Sith deals in absolutes. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, oh no, I like also I feel like with the star ratings star rating system on anything i feel like no one ever uses like two three or four it's always one or five like i feel like that's yeah. the only time like people only care if that's, it's absolutely that's generally extreme. how reviews seem to go yeah it's people that do one but or five <laughs> i was um i was oh, using cool. the netflix app on my xbox the mm-hmm. other night and what was really weird is i don't know if it does this on the computer as well but it like tells you what percentage of a match like your interest would be with the program that you're looking at. Interesting. So like if I go through titles, it's like, hey, this is like 98% what you might be interested in based on what you watch. I don't know if I like that when it starts telling me numbers of like how likely I am to watch I like something. It. I like I I love numbers. I don't know. I think it's I think it's cool because I went back like I wanted to see like what it would say about a lot of my favorite shows and like when I went back to like some of my absolute favorite shows on Netflix it was like oh this is like a 75% match of what Mm. you're interested in and I'm like that doesn't seem right to me because this is like my go-to show I watch this a lot like yeah and because Netflix it's not like you watch everything on Netflix like mm -hmm. there's plenty of shows that are like my favorites but I don't watch them through Netflix because they're through other means yeah so it's not like they know everything I like they know everything I like that they provide Mm -hmm. Um, I'm currently rewatch are currently watching for the first time ever all the way through high my your mother so, <laughs> pretty good show i've never watched it all the way through so yeah it's going well um i also want to talk about a show that i don't i 
doubt either of you have watched, but I don't know, you might have read the book, 13 Reasons Why. I'm currently watching it. Are you? Yeah. Have you Is read that the-, the new one with Selena Gomez? <laughs> so mm. she's producing it. She's not in it. Okay. Um, have you have you read the novel? I have not read the novel. Okay. So I read the book in high school for book club. Um, I found it to be very, very powerful. Um, I think it's a very, very simple book. It's not super long, and it takes place over one night. Him, do you know the premise at least? Um, yeah, very, very basic. So basically, uh, it's a it's a girl who commits suicide, and before she commits suicide, she records 13 tapes uh, that are each addressed to a specific person that say, that talk about, like, the reasons that she killed herself, um, mm. basically saying, like, here's what you did and how it snowballed into me ending my life. And it's, it's, you know, it's very, very serious, very dark, uh, and it follows this one character, uh, Clay Jensen, who uh, is confused because, like, he feels like he never wronged her at all, and it goes through him trying to figure out like why and like that's you know the, a big turning point in the book is like him finally listening to his tape and finding out like what his story is and why he's on this and then finding out what like the final two people are the, probably the worst like and then what led to it it's a really it's a really really cool concept uh the book is very emotional it's also very short and doesn't go into a lot and it basically all takes place in one night you mm-hmm. don't get to hear the ramifications of all the tapes or anything the show is starts out very similar to the book, but then really gets away because the show takes place in real time as well as in like the past of the stories and the tapes mm. and takes place him listening to the tapes over like about a couple weeks even. Um, and so it's him interacting with these people as he finds out like what they did to lead to the death this of this girl. This girl already died. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. She, yeah. And so it, I've... I've really been enjoying it. Um, it's actually probably one of the most interesting adaptions I've seen of a novel that is very different from the novel, mm. but it's it's well done and it, it adds a lot more depth to all the characters and it makes the story so much more interesting, but it's also very, very heavy. Yeah. Mm. Um, like this, I don't know if this is, this is kind of spoilers, um, and so I won't say specifics, but it, it shows a scene that might be extremely triggering to some audiences yeah. um, of some some very very heavy stuff happening and it's it's powerful but it's it's also uncomfortable but mm-hmm. maybe in a good way well, um, yeah the one thing I would say that I really appreciate that the show is doing is that like this is a high school like it's all taking place in a high school and so it's not done in a campy way no it's mm. done in a very realistic way that makes me kind of look back at my high school life too mm. and not like how it was very similar and that's what i think i really appreciate is that mm-hmm. like this is a very real take on the high school life it where it's not like, like really high school where they kind of get rid of the whole click system mm-hmm. in the sense where like clicks aren't really a thing anymore mm-hmm. as like every high school movie and tv show like, like will make you think has groups but like they're grouped together because like they either get along or because they're involved in the story somehow like, yeah it's not, not like, just like oh those are the nerds yeah those are like it's and that's also what i liked about the book too it was a very realistic teenager experience mm-hmm. um the show also like i've heard the ending is different from the book i haven't finished the show yet i'm i think i have two or three episodes left i just got to one of the big reveals and it's it's been very powerful um, and I, I'm exci- I'm enjoying it. It's, it's definitely started. a show that's hard to binge. I would yes, say it's just so emotional. Uh, but mm-hmm. like, it's hard to binge. But it's also one of the few shows, especially from Netflix, where I've wanted to watch every episode because mm-hmm. like, oh, cool. I, I've I've heard it compared to like. Um, a lot of the you know the more teenage shows like based around like drama and stuff but in a in a darker way like pretty little liars um mm-hmm. and shows like that which i've never been into but man i just i want to know everything that happens and like i've read the book and i know it's slightly different but like i still am just like oh, oh like oh my god i want to see the next episode mm-hmm. yeah. and so i've i've really been enjoying it so i definitely want to recommend it but i also definitely want to advise anyone who might be sensitive to topics involving abuse um especially physical and sexual abuse to um maybe 
you think about but before going into it but it, because it's it's very straightforward about these topics mm-hmm. so um yeah interesting moving away from that uh don rickles passed away yes and for those of you who don't know him mr potato head in every toy story thing ever um and he is a comedian he's very renowned for his humor that is just relentless on absolutely everyone there's no escaping him apparently um (laughs) people like jimmy kimmel they speak very fondly of him um, he passed away due to, well, I think it was a heart complication. I'll double check he that. He was, do you know do you have um, old, how old he was? He was 90, um, wow. and it was kidney failure, excuse me. Wow. Um, so, but his longtime publicist announced it on Thursday. Um, but yeah, he was very beloved. He had like very, very funny cameos in a lot of Disney things. He was yeah. very well known for how he roasted a lot of very famous people yeah. back in the day because he was on many comedian roasts mm-hmm. in his time, and he was phenomenal those yes well and one of his best friends in the beginning of his uh career was frank sinatra Mm -hmm. and i know frank was on his burn list a few times and Uh, how could you not burn frank sinatra Uh, he was a very very talented singer but he also was a bit of a problematic person yeah from what i've read that's why i love uh michael buble because he's like a modern sinatra but without like the sexism Mm -hmm. right he has like a cute little family and he's like not um you know, Except I'll around. never forgive him for changing it from Santa Baby to Santa Buddy just to meet heteronormative standards, but that's <laughs> that's a personal opinion. So, that's... Hey man, Michael Bublé is a Canadian treasure. <laughs> <laughs> One of the few. One of the few. Oh, man. Um, and so we also got specs on Microsoft's new project, Scorpio. Yeah. Um, do you have those up at all? Yeah, I have them up. It's uh, very interesting that they are officially saying that it can do native 4k at 60 frames a second that is kind of the surprising one the six teraflops thing they're gonna market yeah. always which doesn't mean Have a lot they to a lot announced of people yet if this is going to be cross compatible with xbox one games or if it is it the next generation of xbox they have announced that xbox one and xbox one s games will work on this it's technically it's weird. It's in this limbo state of being the current generation and being the next generation. Because it's it's meant to be kind of them bridging the gap between PC gaming. From yeah, what I because um, I don't know if many people got into Gears of War four at all last I year, didn't. but this that was one of the first games that Microsoft promised. If you have it on Xbox, you can play it on PC. But I don't know if you officially could play with players on PC when you play online, or if it's just you own the title on both. But it's one of those unique things that Microsoft was going for with that. I don't know how well it did comparatively on both platforms. But yeah, the Scorpio is supposed to be like the alternative to PC gaming on a console base, which is it's kind of hard right now because Microsoft sales wise is not doing as well. It seems to me that it's basically meant to be almost like the xbox one pro like if you want to spend a bit more money and have a more powerful xbox one that can also do some additional things this yeah. is it because it's mm-hmm. going to be it's going to be 4k capable i'm pretty sure it's going to be vr capable mm-hmm. um and so it's it's the answer to the ps4 pro i guess and i mean the ps4 pro has now just like it's been on the market so it's already selling consoles mm-hmm. whereas like the xbox one s is has sold like half the consoles that the pro has sold yeah and so the s is barely it's not much of an improvement is it it I feel like it's more of an improvement of the original Xbox One yeah. anyway, because you get 4K, you get a lot more RAM, and you get a lot more memory, which I feel like makes it a lot more smoother thing, because that was my biggest complaint with the original one, is that it's not 
a smooth gaming experience when you get into these later games that are starting to come out now because you definitely start noticing where it's starting to lag. But, I mean, for what it is, I feel like Scorpio, just depending on how they price this, is going to be what sells it because I don't think anyone's going to be in for another $700 console. No. Like then it's yeah no I don't know I'm not super into console gaming anymore I do a lot on my PC I need to get a new GPU for my PC um, so I don't know it's it's always interesting to see I really want to get a Switch before the summer starts just have something to play this summer but I don't know I really want to play Zelda I've been watching a lot of stuff on well, no I haven't <laughs> I've been seeing like gifts but I I don't want to watch everything yet because I want to keep as much I don't know I just I'm in the same so boat I have to like stay away from like all my zelda reddits right now i know i know uh so the last thing we've got like two minutes left the last thing i want to mention is that i finally saw logan last week so incredible (laughs) i thought you'd like it incredible the cinematography was pretty the Mm -hmm. acting was incredible it was so not campy at all Uh um which is always my complaint about the x-men movies is they try and combine these like campy elements but then like they joke about the campy elements this was just so just real powerful Mm -hmm. (sighs) yeah like, and you were absolutely right. The first opening scene really sets up the movie. Yeah. Um, I think also the scene where he gets back and is seeing, like, Charles for the first time, like, in the film, like, so powerful. It establishes that this isn't, oh, why is Professor Xavier? This is a senile old man, and it's so realistic, and it just hurts. And their world is just, like, upside down at this point from yeah. what we knew them before. Yeah. And I, what I really appreciated, at least with the Professor Xavier, is, like, there's a water tank and it's very reflective of the tank that he used in the first X-Men mm-hmm. movies. And mm-hmm. so like to see the stark difference between the two is like a yeah. very real thing. And it really kind of like sold me on this whole, Oh, like 25 years has passed. Like this is where we are now. Yeah. No, but it was, it was absolutely the lo- the, the Logan Wolverine film that we deserved. Mm-hmm. I loved it so and much. And Hugh Jackman. And I mean, that whole cast deserved oh, it. It was, it was fantastic. I mean, and I liked that it was, it wasn't, it wasn't a, an x-men movie and it wasn't even really a wolverine movie mm-hmm. it was it was a hugh jackman like with some wolverine elements movie it was like the best things that we could acknowledge for, of the wolverine but thrown into this all new like setting that was very like what hugh jackman needed to be in i think it was a very fitting tribute as well to patrick stewart and hugh jackman mm-hmm. and the amount of contributions they've done to the x-men series mm-hmm. and so i think it was a phenomenal movie for them to go mm-hmm. out on as Good well closure. i also think it's the best adaption of old man logan because that is still definitely my favorite comic arc but it, it, i don't know if it would translate well to maybe maybe animation but even then i don't know yeah. but it this is probably the best like homage they could do and it was so good well and just like the icing on the cake for me was um like johnny cash yeah song what hurt yeah, mm-hmm. even the music was great, yeah. and I love the girl who played X twenty three, Laura. Mm-hmm. She was she was so great. So, it was a phenomenal hopefully we'll movie. See more of her. Hopefully, yeah. Um, but of course, thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can tweet us at CSU Collegian, and we'll be back next week with more pop culture news. <laughs>